What is good, everyone? It is Monday, February 22nd, 2021, and welcome back to Two and a Half Hoopers, Tony Snell's favorite basketball podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Jacob Lehman. With me, I have Josh Rhodes. What's up, guys? And George Martin. Hello. It's good to have Josh back. You know, his jaw's wired shut. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, he has full headgear on, but he, he made it here. So we're <laughs> He's like when Kanye West made the music video. With I'm his like mouth Willy shut. Wonka at the beginning of the movie where he has the headgear and he has like a lisp going. He can't eat chocolate. That's kind of Oh, from Charlie right and uh, with Johnny Depp. Good times. Uh, to everyone listening, we're happy to have you all. And also remember to check us out on YouTube if you haven't. Uh, on tonight's episode, we're going to be catching guys up to speed on games went down in the last couple of days. Uh, we'll see what our social media guru has found for us in the NBA news, as always. And uh, end it off, we're going to go around and give our all-star reserve picks for the East and West. Uh, but first, if y'all like what you make sure to follow our socials, all at T. I make it a habit here on the pod. So let's have some time towards the end of every episode to answer guys' comments, questions, or even just give some shout outs to support the show. Uh, so if you're just interested in any of that, uh, go ahead and follow us again at TH Hoopers. Let's go. Uh, Friday started off with a 124-120 Magic win over the Warriors in Oakland as Nikola Vucevic is uh, making one final push to make the All-Star game. Uh, Vooch recorded a historic triple-double with 30, 16, and 10 which may be his fifth greatest game of the season, uh, if you ask me. But it was so, what was so great about it was uh, zero turnovers. Uh, as we, as uh, he and Jokic are the only center since 85 to have a game like that. So kind of a, like Ernie's Nito side of the night kind of thing, but it was historic. Um, it was also his third triple-double as a Magic player, which is more than any other Magic center combined uh, all time. <laughs> uh, on the Warriors' side, Steph Drago was shooting 11 for 29, missing 10 threes. Not a recipe for Warriors winning basketball. Uh, George, you hungry? Uh, I hope you are because Jamal Murray gave us a 50 burger <laughs> in a win against the Cavs, 120-103. Uh, he shot 21 of 25 and also attempted zero free throws. Uh, most importantly, he was shooting that arrow around all over the place after every made basket. That classic Jamal Murray arrow. Uh, guys, is Jamal Murray the key to the Nuggets getting hot right now or in the playoffs? Just to see kind of, you know what you're going to get from Jokic. Is he kind of going to be that extra push that they need? Uh, I guess I'll take this because I guess Josh uh, isn't going to talk. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. You saw last postseason, I mean, how how big he was, especially when he was dropping those 50-point games. Now, do I expect him to go do that every other night in the postseason? No, but he's definitely going to need to step up. We're going to need some 30-point uh, games from him on efficient numbers too, especially because they've lost some offensive firepower. And uh, MPJ has really not had that uh, well of a season so far. So, yeah, they're going to need him to step up uh, come playoff time. Joshua. Yeah, I, I mean, George kind of hit it on the nose. They made the Western Conference Finals. They came back from two, three, one deficits. They practically made history because Jamal Murray was putting the ball in the basket well. So, yeah. Uh, do you think, because I know it was kind of a debate, a debate going in, like, Who's going to be their second guy, MPJ or Murray? Is it for sure Murray now? Yeah. Are we? Because yeah. MPJ still. Young. I still have hope. I. <laughs> I still have hope for the guy. I mean, he just has so many tools, and it's kind of difficult considering. I don't think he's really had like a clear season where it's like normal basketball. Like yet the bubble, and now he had the no fan thing. So I would give it a little bit more time. I feel like MPJ's ceiling could still be higher than Murray, but right now Murray has to be the number two. Fair enough. Uh, Josh, are you hungry? I am. Well, that's good because Joel Embiid gave us <laughs> the second fitty burger of the weekend. Uh, just oh, yeah, ask Toby. He was mic'd up, said it himself. Uh, Friday winning against the Bulls, 105-112. Thanks for missing Ben Simmons in this one. So Embiid decided to drop 50 and snag 17 boards, uh, playing what I call MVP basketball. 
for the Bulls, they kept it close, but Levine missed nearly 20 shots, and they couldn't stop them beating mm. crunch time. Uh, guys, I'm going to take a page out of Jay Sports book and ask, uh, yo, whose fitty piece was better? Was it Murray, who we just talked about, or Embiid? I'll start with Josh. I'm going to go with Embiid. That's probably the more unpopular one, considering uh, George's counter argument. But I feel like he had the more complete stats, 50, 17 boards, two steals, four blocks, five assists. He still had a really high percentage at 65, and I think Chicago is a little bit of a better team than Cleveland, although they're both pretty bottom of the bottom of the East. But Joel just kind of showed out, and there's no MB, or no Ben Simmons, and you never know what Zach Levine's going to do, and I feel like they did a really good job, and Embiid just was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah, uh, like Josh said, I have a counter-argument to that, and I would have to take Jamal Murray because – he is the only player since Wilt Chamberlain to score 50 points with no free throws. When you're in a list with Wilt Chamberlain and you're a modern guard, I would have to say that is the most impressive stat of the night. Unless someone broke Wilt's 100 points. But yeah, I just, that it's just bonkers to me. He missed four shots, especially with him as a guard. And Embiid is a center. So, you know, your shots come more inside. You're bigger in the paint. And he hit eight plus three, shot 80% from three, two. I mean, he was he was unconscious, so I'm going to have to go with Murray. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Josh kind of hit it on the head as far as, um, I think MB did have a tougher competition, although I don't think the Bulls have a true center. It's Wendell Carter Jr., who's maybe six. Power six, forward. Six, Nobody's six, a true center Power when forward. put up next to Joel Embiid, though. So, yeah, I, I do lean towards more Murray, but it's only because the no free throw thing. Like, that's mad impressive. When Embiid missed, uh, I think it was, it was either 9 or 11 shots, and um, he made it basically all his money from the free throw line. So that's not getting bailed out or anything, but I think uh, Murray's was a little bit just pure buckets, you know, 21 for 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, following back-to-back losses to two Eastern Conference teams, uh, Kemba Walker came with the perfect solution to get a win. Uh, play better. Uh, Kemba Walker at 20, 28 on good shooting as Celtics beat the Hawks 109-121. Trey uh, Young tried to stop the bleeding with his 30-11, but it was no use as Celtics had six players scoring double figures. Uh, so now they kind of tie up that uh, the Hawks got the best of them time before baseball style series. Celtics get that immediate revenge. Uh, Grizzlies beat the Pistons on the, in the grindhouse 95-109 as Josh scores 29 on some suspect shooting. Uh, Valanciunas is chipped and dropping his usual underrated stat line of 17-15. Uh, and uh, on the Pacers' side, no one scored over 20, and they drop another one. Uh, Bucks took a 16-point lead into the fourth and held on uh, to snap their five-game losing streak and beat the Thunder, uh, 85-98. Uh, no problem beating the Thunder, but the Bucks needed a W badly and pulled it out here thanks to Giannis' 29-19. and uh, 19. As for the rest of the squad, though, not a very impressive stat line across the board, except for Bucks' defense keeping the Thunder below 40% from the field. Uh, Suns beat the Pelicans fairly easily as uh, Chris Paul danced his way through the game, racking up 19 assists. Uh, final, 132-114. Uh, Nola was outscored 41-12 to in the final frame, which is downright pathetic. Uh, and they also let the Suns shoot nearly 60% from the field. Uh, Pelicans running out of time quick to make a late-season playoff push. So unless the NBA second half of the season includes 40 TNT games, uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're only a game behind the 10-seed Mavericks, so. I mean, I... Ooh. I know we've had this this talk before, but I do believe in the Mavs a little bit more than the Pelicans as far as making that push. I would agree. Do, do you get, do you have the Pelicans making the playoffs? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 
Well, uh, speaking of the Mavericks, uh, Mavs Rockets was postponed. So next up, we have the Raptors being the T-Wolves, 86-81. Uh, Basketball is a game of runs, and for proof points of this game, is three of the four quarters had double-digit point swings. Uh, no Lowry or OG for the Raps in this one, and Wolves still missing young star point guard D'Lo. So Cat and Norman Powell led their teams in points in this one. Uh, two things. One, Norman Powell had 31 of their 86, which is a very insane fraction. That It's kind of bonkers for me. Uh, and then two, uh, Bob Boucher got the start in this one, but only played 20 minutes and did not look very good. Uh, and three, opinion. dunk of the year happened in this game. That's true. Anthony Edwards ruined a man's career. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get <laughs> Sorry, <Stop> Josh. <laughs> not great. Um, Why are you apologizing to me? <laughs> oh, no, George. Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, and in the night, though, the Jazz had their win streak snapped by the claw on the clips, uh, 112-116 in L.A., uh, Kawhi led the clips of 29, but it most must have felt good getting PG back out there, who didn't play particularly well, but is still a key part of both ends for them. As for the Jazz, Mitchell led them with 35, and the role players didn't step up, uh, which is something the Jazz rely on is getting points uh, from everyone who really steps on the court. Uh, guys, I'll bring this heavy question to you guys. Uh, are the Jazz for real, or are they just a regular season team? I'll start with George. Ooh, okay. Um, I know earlier in the year, I didn't trust them as much, but after watching some of their games before this, the way they play, it's a lot different than like common regular season teams. They move the ball around. They shoot really well. They defend when they uh, want to. They're le- they they play real team basketball. They're led by Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert is playing depoy level defense, although I don't know if he wins. So I do think uh, they're not a regular season fraud, even though earlier in the year I kind of thought that. they did They did lose this game, but they're going up against a top three team in the West. So you're not going to win all of them. Well, I'll let Josh get his licks in, in a few seconds here, but I just want to say you described a regular season team. Like they play <laughs> hard. They, they're, they play team basketball, da, da, this, da, da, that well coached. And but then also, you run into a LeBron James, you run into yeah, a Kevin well, Durant. I mean, they also do go deeper in the playoffs last year. They were missing Bog, uh, Boyanovich, who was another really, really good shooter. They did. Mike Conley was having a horrible year in a horrible bubble. He's playing at all-star level this year. He only played and, three games in the bubble. You've said that like four times in this podcast. He didn't have a bad bubble. Well, he, his first game back in the playoffs, he went five from five from three in the first half. Yeah, but he only he only he didn't play in the seeding games, right? No. So yeah, I mean, I just with Mitchell, he's a playoff performer. He'll always show up. And yeah, I I think the way they're headed right now. If they get that first seed and I, if they can stay away from the LA teams, I think they have a really, really good shot of getting to the conference finals at the very minimum. So I don't think they're going to fuse out in round one like they did last year. Josh, talk to us. It's the Utah curse. We've seen it time and time again. There's just that they play good basketball. They pass the ball. Oh, they got this. They got that. Uh, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Michael Jordan. There's just always a team better than them. And I just think that that's the case here. I mean, they might be the one seed now, but when you look at the teams that they have to play to get into the actual finals, it's ridiculous. Like you have the Blazers, the Suns, the Clippers, the Lakers, and when fully healthy, I don't think they beat any of those teams. George, would you, would you be surprised if the Utah Jazz go out in the second round? As the standings currently project, yes, I would if be surprised. If the Utah Jazz lost in the second round, 
would you be surprised? Uh, Chris Paul's going to shimmy on Donovan. I would. I would. I would. I would, I would be surprised. <laughs> I would. I would. Well, then, surprised. hey, you do believe they're a, a, a for real team. I, for one, if they lost the Nuggets again, I'd be like, yeah, that, that's how it goes. I'd, I'd be a little bit shocked. I picked Utah in that series, but I just don't think, you know, yet yeah, you described you described the the Hawks when when they had four All Stars, you know. And I'm a big Utah guy. I, I I really do believe in them. I think Donovan Mitchell's like already reached that superstar echelon. I think Gobert's putting on Defense Player of the Year uh, clinic this year. But I don't know, man. I I describe that, and then you're like, well, you said a regular season team. Nah, 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 nah. I, I described that. I said Mitchell plays like a superstar and Gobert is playing like a depoy, and you just disregarded it. You said they play team basketball. That they also do. <laughs> they also do play team All right, basketball. Josh, Josh, just for the audience, uh, I know it may seem like I have a lot of time on my hands, which I do, but I also procrastinate, so I had to have Josh help me out here on the recaps. Uh, he's going to take Saturday and some of Sunday, so I'm going to sit back here and answer questions when I'm, when I'm talking to. Josh, take <laughs> it away. It's my... It's my way of uh, repaying my absence. So Saturday, we unfortunately had a couple games that were postponed. The Spurs coughed all over the New York Knicks. And Christian Wood doesn't have to see his team lose to the Indiana Pacers. So we will start by Saturday morning where Steph Curry did not have COVID, but he decided he didn't want to beat up his pop's old team. And the Hornets barely took advantage of that. They won 102-100. Scary Terry had a very good game, 36 on 63% shooting. Very cool travel as well. To stay in the starting lineup while five players led by Ubrace 25 was not enough to overcome Mr. Jordan's franchise. It was kind of close. Yeah, as you were saying, Terry hit some good shots. Moving on, we have the Kings and the Bulls. Sacramento took a visit to Chicago where Levine enjoyed a pleasant yet regular for us 38 points as the Bulls thrive at home winning 122-114. Both starting lamps played great with four of the five starters in each lineup scoring to double digits. Most notably, George, your guy, Marvin Bagley with 26 and 11. Shout out Sierra Canyon, baby. That's every his time guy? Ta- every time he talks about somebody. I, I just... met him. I met him at a Sierra Canyon basketball game. And you don't like him? <laughs> Huh? You just said and that's my guy. Like you just yeah. said that's my guy. But you were slandering him earlier. Eh. Only right, thing I ever say about the Bagleys is the eldest Bagley who can't get off Twitter. He's still asking for a son to be traded. This <laughs> happened again last week. I mean, his trade value just went up. So moving on, we have the Suns and Grizzlies in a game that should have been closer than it was. The Suns handled business and shaved the Grizzlies 128-97 with Devin Booker leading the way, 23-5-5. Grizzlies were shorthanded as they have been the whole year. No Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson, Kyle Anderson, or Dylan Brooks, and Jaw was no help to them either. Dario Saric and Campaign had 19 points each off of the Phoenix bench. In... Portland, the Blazers finally (laughs) shown some signs of slowing down by losing to the Westbrook full Washington Wizards as Russell Westbrook records another triple-double and Bradley Beal stays on top of his game with 37. All Blazers starters scored in double figures, three double-doubles. Lillard, I believe Cantor, and Rocco. Dame had 35 and 12, but it was not enough. I think this is a really good win for Washington. Oh, yeah. They did have Russ. <laughs> they did. This, it's Sucks, very, this is a very, very impressive win. I was four game, four different. game, four game win streak for the Wizards. Very impressive. Three games this is back the first from win the where I was seed. like, all right. Three games back. 
And in the final game for Saturday, we had the finals rematch where the Lakers were taken down by a slim margin of 96 to 94 as LeBron continues to live his 2007 nightmare of having practical waste management as backup. (laughs) Kyle Kuzma is not a name you want to hear when talking about leading scorers, but he did lead the Lakers in scoring with 23. Not a good 23 on 38% shooting. And Jimmy and Bam did their thing, combining for 40 points and Bam adding for 10 rebounds for a double-double. So my question to the guy that's a little bit more enthusiastic about the Lakers than the rest of us, George, will the Lakers continue to lose games in this fashion? And if so, how far will they fall without Anthony Davis? Um, yeah, unfortunately, the schedule gets a little bit tougher this next week, these next like seven games until All-Star break. So right now we're the second seed and the Suns at four are only two out. So I honestly, because we're going to miss Dennis Schroeder for the next two games. AD will be out through all-star break. I can honestly see us falling to four as much as I hate to say, but we're just not like, we're not shooting good. We're getting open looks. We have opportunities to win these games and we're not knocking them down. And I think it's a mental thing as well as physical fatigue. I just, our legs, when we shoot, we dead legs. I, I think we really need the all-star break and I could honestly see us go on a pretty decent losing streak as much as I don't want to say that. That is fair. Lehman. Uh, well, that was, that was the only uh, flashback LeBron had from 07. He also could have hit a jump shot this game. Uh, just like in 07, one for eight from three. Um, I, I know you wanted to say like, he has no help. He, I mean, he filled it up nine boards, nine assists, Seven for 21 from shooting, that's not going to get it done. He lost by two. He makes one three like that. That's the game. So, I mean, they were right in this. It's not all on just, you know, Kyle Kuzma, who did chuck up 21 shots for Green some light. reason. Green light. But, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Wesley Matthews, they just can't shoot. And I, I agree with George. I guess he has fallen, I mean, probably to five. I mean, if we, if we keep mm-hmm. sliding like this. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm part of the camp of keep AD out. George's like, face. I'm part of the camp. Keep AD out as long as you can. I'm not a doctor. George thinks he is, but apparently with these type of things, it can pop up at any time. And I don't, last thing I want to see on my phone is, whoa, AD has a torn Achilles. So Mm -hmm. that'll ruin our season. Going to the five seed won't. Yeah, no, totally understandable. I mean, it, it is what it is. And so that concludes Saturday. Sunday, we did not have a repeat of any COVID games, thankfully, but we did have a thriller to open out the day. So in this overtime thriller, we started with a colossal collapse of in the city of Gumbo, where the Boston Celtics blew a 17 first half lead to the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram had 33 to lead all the teams in scoring and Zion adds 32 and 10 respectively. Both players probably trying to make the all-star reserves, which we'll get into later. Tatum had 32 to lead the Celtics to another L, and Josh Hart continues his strong push for the second best six man in the league with 17 points and 10 rebounds. This is this one's kind of tough, but if don't look too hard now. The Boston Celtics are now sixth in the East. They've dropped tremendously, and they're half a game ahead of the seventh-seeded Knicks. With Danny Ainge's <laughs> recent comments and our love and appreciation for Mr. Ainge here at this podcast. And the recent struggles with Kemba Walker, who went 8 of 23 and missed one of the most important shots of the game. If he makes that shot, the Celtics probably sneak away with this one. And Daniel Tice, who had five points in 38 minutes. 38? 
38 minutes and was not was not guarding Zion Williamson. So you can't blame his defensive effort for this one. Lehman, I'll go to you first because you have a stronger opinion, I believe, on this. If you are Danny Ainge, what should you do before the trade deadline to tune this roster out, considering you've already committed to the Jason, the Jalen Jason? Well, I mean, first thing I do is I go to management and I say, I want to resign. But then they say I'm under contract <laughs> and I, I, ha- I have to stay there for at least a few more years. So then I really, I, I get up my ass and I actually try and do something here. I think Drummond is the way to go. I don't know if he'll fit there, but they need a big man. Yes. What kind of package would you give up for Drummond though? Um, If I could give up Kemba, I would, but Cavs don't want that. So, I mean, I would probably have to attach probably, you know, uh, maybe a, a Grant Williams in a first maybe. Um, if, if we have to do that. Like I said, I don't know if Drummond will work, uh, but I need to try something. And mm-hmm. I mean, last thing you want is like the Nets getting Drummond somehow, some way. I think he's going around. <laughs> oh, but no. the Nets get him some way. Now Celtics stand no chance. Now they're smaller yeah. and they're worse than the Nets. So you <laughs> you, you got to make sure that, that if uh, Drummond, in, you got to make sure Drummond doesn't end up on the Nets. And if you have to take yeah. him off their hands, then you have to do that. Um, we also talked about, I have one more thing. Uh, Kemba's not working for this squad. I would find a way to trade him, but he just seems untradeable. We've talked about this before. I would definitely agree on the Kemba Walker thing. Go ahead. Um, I guess I'll just add a few thoughts because Lehman basically put together basically some what I wanted to say. But last podcast, I said it wasn't panic time for the Celtics yet. But (laughs) after seeing their debacle choking a almost 20-point lead and Kemba Walker going one for 12 from three, and then laughing when he missed the potential go-ahead three. Uh, it's definitely panic time. I look at their bench. They only run eight, nine deep. And the guys coming off the bench, they're all, like, young rookies. Like, uh, Peyton Pritchard's a rookie. Naismith's a rookie. Robert Williams is, like, a two-year guy. Ojale has been there a few years. But they're just not key contributors. I mean, they have to play Tatum 40 minutes every game, and dude's mm-hmm. been hurt off COVID. And their defense is, yeah, Zion was just absolutely killing them in the paint. And, I mean, out east, they're just going to get completely smacked by a team like the Celtics. I mean, the Sixers or the Bucks with big men like that. Yeah, I yep. think I'm pretty sure uh, I saw Zion take a bite out of Daniel Tice in the second half. But I mean, this was the first think? game looking at as far as Pelican side. This is the first time I saw them going to their franchise player in Zion in the in the crunch time, and he was delivering. I mean, mm-hmm. he did have you know, Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice aren't centers; they just move like them, but they're still small. So Zion was <laughs> eating up on them. He Zion yeah. was going to work, and um, and other than that, yeah, the they got two young studs and Tatum and Brown, and then the rest is just it's not hot good, garbage, but, which is. Uh, it's a lot in the very year. odd because isn't Tatum still on his rookie deal? He's only making about 10 mil and they can't surround him with better pieces. They I know just, he, signed an, he signed an extension, yeah. but has it kicked in yet? No, it has not. No. You yeah, also have to keep in mind that losing a player like Marcus Smart so early in the season has definitely altered the way this team is functioning. Losing a player like Goran Hayward for nothing really alters the way this yeah. team plays. <laughs> losing a lot of pieces. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, moving on to the more lackluster games of Sunday, we have the Thunder and Cavs. The Cavs continue to plummet as they drop another one in Cleveland to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are led by Shea's 31 points. Jared Allen, perfect from the field, 11 for 11, 26 points, 17 boards. Colin Sexton, 27, but that it's not enough. 117-101, and they're 14th in the East. They've dropped 10 in a row. 
Kind of, kind of makes me that's, think about the fact that I, I said Larry sad. Nance isn't really a big part of this game. I know, and you hurt me. You no, hurt me when you here said they that. Are. I was so upset. I was like, he's in his prime playing good D, but yeah, that lottery timeout in Cleveland. Really thought that they were gonna nab at least a plan. I had Andre Drummond on my original All Star reserves list from like mid January. That's how far from grace they've fallen. Yeah, they also we did trade about- for Jared Allen and realized that he's probably the better option moving forward. We were talking about Colin Sexton also being an all-star reserve. The Magic get a two-game winning streak, albeit it's not to a great opponent. They take down the Pistons 105-96 as Vucevic turns his cry for help for the season into 37 points and 12 rebounds. Absolute bucket, man. (laughs) Jeremy Grant has 24, continuing his strong individual campaign. It's a shame the rest of the team doesn't know how to keep up. And Josh Jackson off the bench, 17-10, and trying to save his career. But nothing else really important from that one. And in the last game of the first half for Sunday, Raptors in Philadelphia, crazy Nick Nurse back at it again. After dropping off the Bucks at the Canadian cookout, they do the same to MVP favorite Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers, winning a tough one, 110 to 103. Pascal Siakam thrives again at center. I don't know what they've been doing, but they've been doing it correctly. Who needs drumming when you have Spicy P as your center? 27 or 23, my apologies, seven boards, eight assists. Fred Van Vliet matched his point total. Ben Simmons, in his return, puts up 28 points, nine boards, and Joel Embiid is restrained to 25 points and 17 rebounds. And you're probably wondering what you may, I mean by restrained. 30% from the field. And after a 50-point performance, maybe a little fatigue showing from uh, Mr. Philadelphia. It'll be interesting to see how the Sixers respond to this game on Tuesday when they play Toronto again. Yeah, that, Josh, oh, that that's an interest. I'm looking at this the box score right now. He, I don't know how they stopped getting. I don't know how. I mean, they I didn't. Embiid. I didn't want to talk too much about it because I kind of like to see a bigger sample size because Embiid just did score 50 points against yeah. Chicago, but my goodness, <laughs> Pascal Siakam at center has just been working for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, I'll yeah. tell you uh, one reason they struggled. Uh... To- Tobias Harris. I don't one even f- want to talk about Tobias Harris. <laughs> I, know. I had to bring it up because I, I know you love him. I don't even want to talk about it. One for nine from three, six for 17 overall. Yeah, and uh, vlog boy Matisse Thibel put up an awesome zero points. So, Donuts. You know. Only one shot, though. So, I mean, you can't fault him. I mean, he doesn't really get the ball offensively. Yeah, for anymore, Toronto, so. too. They brought three guys off the bench, uh, unless you want to count uh, like your summer league legend. Uh, Matt Thomas, baby. Matt Thomas. Uh, <laughs> it was it was Boucher and uh, Baines off the bench, each playing uh, thirty and twenty five respectively. They're, they also aren't just. I don't know how they stopped Embiid, but good stuff for him. Um, mm-hmm. Anything hey. else to add from that game? Nope, not at all. Take it back to you to wrap up Sunday. All right, yeah, we'll appreciate it. Uh, they were a little last minute on that Sunday one too, so I'm glad you were able to get it done. Uh, but I got the second half of Sunday, and Josh must have drawn the short straw because I got the better chunk of games here. Uh, but we'll start with the T-Wolves falling on the Bucks, 99-103 in uh, NYC. Cat uh, Randall had a big man battle, ended with Cat having 27-15 and 15, and Randall having 25-14. and 14. Uh, Next got to the early double-digit leads in this one, to uh, some more early double-digit leads in this one, even though the Wolves came, uh, outscored them 28-16 to 16 in the fourth. Uh, that wasn't enough to steal, steal a big old W from New York. Had another W to the column as Trey Young's 35 and 15 lead them to a 115 123 win against the Nuggets. Uh, Murray followed up his 50 burger with a 30 piece on good shooting here. Uh, but it was Jokic that didn't play well here, only scoring 15 on some bad shooting. 
As for the Hawks, I just want to get this out there because we all know they haven't been too healthy. I just want to break it down here. They're missing uh, Bogdanovich, Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter, and Rondo in this one. And they still had enough talent to bring Gallo off the bench. Uh, so I bring this one to you guys. Uh, are the Hawks underachieving this season, or do you put all their injuries as a blame for their 11th seed uh, standing? I'll start with George. I actually put it as a little bit of both. So they haven't oh, had cheating. many. <laughs> no, I just that's good. <laughs> no, I, I truly think it's a little bit of both because I mean, while they haven't been completely healthy, they've had a lot of games where they've had a sizable core and they've looked underwhelming in those games. But I mean, you are also missing your best uh, perimeter defender in DeAndre Hunter. You brought in Bogdanovich to be a staple of your scoring in your offense. And well, regular season Rondo doesn't really do much. But like I said, they've looked underwhelming in some games that they could have won with a pretty decent amount of players but i still would like to think as a full unit that they are definitely a for sure playing team joshua <laughs> well considering george is using the peering eye and stealing off both <laughs> students test i'm gonna stick to one side and i'm just gonna say injuries like you said they're missing a humongous chunk of players and i feel like they did sign a lot of bodies and we haven't been able to see how that works out because they haven't been able to utilize their best lineup not only that, they haven't been able to figure out their best lineup because Gallo's been out. Gallo was out at the beginning of the year, and then Bogdan got hurt, and now they lost Hunter. And it's just, it's, it's horrible over there in Atlanta. Quavo is not, not, not a happy man. But I feel like when Lloyd Pierce gets all his members back, hopefully by the end of this season, we'll be able to see a little bit of what they're supposed to do. Well, yeah, even their coach is in Atlanta because he, you know, his wife <laughs> gave birth. So I think oh, they that's got right. So now. they got a, <laughs> but I mean, I mean they, they got, got a, they got Nate McMillan up there coaching. Like I said on Josh's podcast, I think he's coached like over a thousand games as a head coach. He they're might be good. better than Lloyd Pierce. Yeah, they're, they're to, in good hands. We'll there. Have to find out. They're in good take, hands. Hot take. Um, but yeah, they just need to get. I don't think they'll they will get healthy. I really don't. Uh, because even when it's they get like they, get they got Big O back. Uh, you know, and then Hunter goes down. So yeah, it's it's tough out out ATL. Uh. Moving on, uh, game of the night out in L.A. as the Clips tried to spoil another winning streak but couldn't uh, due to a bogus offensive foul call with the rest on Kawhi and then has prevailed 112-108. I'll set the table here and then bring it to y'all. Uh, Harden had 37-11 and while Kyrie was his Robin, scoring 28 on bad shooting. As for the Clips, PG is already back into form, scoring a team-high 34, and Kawhi chipped in 29. Uh, so what's good, guys? What do you see from this one? St- Josh looks excited. Take it I already know what jo- Josh, away, Josh. Josh is going to say some dumb stuff right here. No Kevin Durant again. No and they win another one. It's crazy out here. They beat Phoenix. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Clippers. No Kevin Durant for all of them. Ha, ah, wow. I mean, if you are Steve Nash, you are sitting back and you are just admiring and f- being fascinated over the team that has, is developing around you. 37, 11, and 7, like you said from Harden, he's having a fantastic game. It's it's kind of an ongoing joke about my man crush for James Harden and because I've had to defend him constantly over the years. I mean, he well, won't did go be, clubbing with him that he, one time. That was a good time. Kevin Durant, if he stays out for a bit longer, we might have we might see a dark horse MVP if they don't try if they don't want to play Durant and Irving too much. I highly doubt it, but it's always fun to speculate. The position duties seem to be working, though. They've given Harden full playmaking duties. They've given him the full control of the offense, and it really looks like it's been working for them. And, again, the Clippers kind of keeping it close, and we've been talking about the consistency. Nick Batum, goose egg on Friday, 
against the Jazz, and he went one of six today. And we've been talking about how he's kind of a pivotal third piece for them. That's not what you can be doing. Paul George kind of bounced back, but again, we just need the consistency for the Clippers. George. Well, I mean, <laughs> Josh gave us the uh, the full Sports Center rundown here. Uh, I guess one interesting <laughs> taking a thing... page out of the Grigor book. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can get <laughs> exactly. Taste, taste of my own medicine. One interesting thing I'm seeing here on the box. And he Luke... still found something to talk about. It's a plus minus, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's a plus no, minus. no. Luke, Luke Kennard got a DNP, and I checked earlier, and it wasn't an injury. So I'm just you. You pay the man 16 mil to collect DNPs, and Someone said it was matchup based, but Lou Will's getting time. He got 22 minutes and he shot. There's a re- yeah, two of matchup 11. based. They can't have two Lou Wills on the court, What's George. This white on white crime I'm hearing. What do you, what do you got against Luke Kennard? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's just interesting that he's getting paid that much money to collect wealth on the bench. But yeah, uh, Brooklyn's looked really good. They went they went five and zero on this uh, West Coast road trip, and their defense their defense has looked pretty good no no i'm gonna stop you right there their defense doesn't look good this might be the only thing shaquille o'neal has ever said that's been intelligent in the last year he said they get timely stops and i i really thought about that and i was like okay that's stupid to say but they really do they really get stops when they need to other than that they don't play they play all-star level defense until steve nash says we have to stop the ball and then they do it once or twice it's it's pretty effort-based i agree with george there because i mean can they clamp? Because I mean, they held the they held the uh, the Lakers to I believe below 100 points. Thing was 99. Now they lead. Uh, they hold Eclipse to 108. When they this is Eclipse team who is like yeah. very very good on offense. Like not as good as the Mavs were last year historically, but they're top of the league right now. So can can <laughs> can, can they clamp? Um, can they? I feel like it's I, I feel like it's kind of effort based. And I guess that goes into what Josh was saying about how they get timely stops. It's more of them uh, just down uh, crunch time, getting collective stops. So yeah, timely stops, but throughout the course of a game, no, you've seen a lot of the times where, I mean, they were up like double digits a lot, like in the third, fourth quarter. And then here come the Clippers storming back. And then they Clippers get it within five, six net string together. A few stops. James Harden just takes some step back off balance. One, like a three, you can't stop it. So, good stuff. I mean, you don't need <laughs> don't need that many stops with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. But I digress. Uh, is my mic all good? Yeah. yeah all you're good okay. Right. Apologize. I don't know what it sounded like, but it I, sounded I... <laughs> it sounded like you were stationary and you were walking into your room while talking to us. So you got closer and louder and closer. And well, louder. I am podcasting on a treadmill, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Uh, after that fun one, uh, right after it, uh, night ended with a blowout in Cheesetown as Bucks beat the Kings, uh, 115, yes, 128, uh, Tyrese Halliburton led the Kings in scoring with 23, but the real story was another monster game by Giannis with 38 and 18. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, uh, but what are Giannis's chances of three-peating as the MVP? Uh, especially cause we're seeing just how much this team revolves around him. Um, uh, they aren't that well machine that we thought they were. Josh says zero. So maybe George can give me something else. As a fellow Greek, I actually don't have a lot of hope for him. I definitely think the voter fatigue is set in. I think he's at that stage of where you're like a superstar, where it's the, the regular season stuff doesn't matter. Do it in the Give playoffs when. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Harden's at that point too. It's just, you know, the all time greats, they, the superstars, you know, you're at that point. Are you going to become a great or are you just going to become, you know, a superstar that doesn't do anything in the playoffs? Excellent exactly. way of expanding the word slim. 
George. <laughs> well, hey, jo- George wants to talk. It's time for him to talk. It's the halftime report. <laughs> oh, what a, be- right? what a beautiful it's the halftime segue. report for two reasons. One, it's the halfway part of our show. And two, George is the half hooper. So, George, let me hear it. I know it's pretty slim pickings today. Well, we actually but... uh, we, we did get a little late night bomb from our friend Shams at The Athletic. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are hiring Toronto Raptors assistant coach Chris Finch after they hired their previous head coach, Ryan Saunders. So I just want to ask you guys a question because <laughs> what you said hired twice. It's a, <laughs> Oh, I meant to say, fu- oops. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, he got I just fired. Wanna, oh, no. I just want to, I just want to <laughs> ask you guys this. Um, we all make them. We all make them. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about firing the coach and then getting the interim the same night? Like, don't you think they should just, you know, run with a assistant interim? Instead of hiring a new guy, don't don't no, you? No, it's like just... when you get like an impulsive tattoo. They're just you know trying stuff out in the air until D'Angelo Russell comes back. This season's a wash, so I mean they might as well have a little fun. And I mean he's a very top-notch name. He's an NBA title. He was on an NBA title staff. So I mean you might as well just go and grab a big fish, even if he doesn't work. Lehman, uh, did you say they're committing to him? Like he has a multi-year contract. Multi-year. multi-year. Okay, okay. Then yeah, that's. I mean I know what you're saying like. You fire a coach, you know, you promote from within, see what he can do. That's what they did with uh, with Boyle down in Chicago and they wasted a year just uh, regressing every kind of pr- progress they had with that team. I mean, you got your guy, go get him. And I mean, I don't know sure, what kind sure. of sign it is that he jumped ship midway through a playoff season with the Raptors, but he's a big name like Josh said. I just, I just hope they get a fully healthy Cat and D'Lo to start next year with this coach. That's all I want from that Minnesota team. And our final topic of this short halftime segment that I've been granted, we have a start bench cut, which we will probably integrate more streets as I talking. see more on Twitter because, yes, the streets are talking. So we have three guards here. We have Chris Paul, Zach Levine, and Ben Simmons. I will start with Josh. And this is current, correct? Yes, currently on right their now. teams. Uh, so I'm going to start Ben Simmons, bench Chris Paul, cut Levine. And that's kind of a brash statement. I know we have at least one Chicago Bull fan that was probably lose his mind at that. But you I mean, I think the, the start's right pretty obvious. I think Ben Simmons is a franchise caliber player, whether it's with Embiid is undetermined. But I feel like that's kind of set in stone, especially because we've seen him play by himself. And we've seen Wait till you hear my start bench cut. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> <Before>. like how... <laughs> Wait, you you finish up your point, Josh. And the big thing uh, for the bench and cut, I just don't know. I question Levine's ability to lead a team to competitiveness. I mean, Chicago's situation hasn't been nice to him. But, I mean, it's the same thing. It's just empty stats, and you're going to yell at me. But I like how CP3 elevates a team. He hasn't missed a playoff since 2010. And he's he missed half that season due to injury. He's just Thanks, player. <laughs> he, he's one of those players that just has those intangibles that are like irreplaceable. And I feel like that deserves a spot more than Levine. <laughs> okay. Lehman, Lehman, before you Chris absolutely Paul has made win. it with more, made the playoffs with more teams than Levine has. Okay. And okay. Whatever. Before you rain hell on him, I just want to say that scrolling through uh, the comment section, basically everyone said cut Simmons. So I agree. The streets do not agree with Josh. Lehman, oh. let, let's hear, let's hear your point. It's start Levine. It's bench CP3 and it's cut Simmons. I don't know what you're over here talking about. Levine hasn't proven he can lead a winning team. What has Simmons done besides be the Robin to Joel Embiid's Batman? He's That's won what a I playoff series without Joel Embiid. They one have game, beat actually. the Miami Heat with 
has Levine made the playoffs? That's no, crazy. You, just, you, you uh, spoke cap. Uh-huh. You spoke cap. <laughs> he, he, what? he did not win a playoff series without Joel Embiid. He did. They didn't have Joel Embiid against the Miami Heat in, I believe, 2016, and he won. It was his rookie year, and they won. They beat him in five. And Ben Simmons did not make the playoffs his rookie year. Or sophomore year. It was one of it was one of those first two years. And they Anyways, didn't have Joel Embiid. George fact check that. I'll, I'll I'll argue then Zach Levine is doing Zach Levine could lead the league in scoring if he wanted to, but he's taking less shots than Bradley Beal. And that's where I stand there. Um Simmons, he's very hot and cold. You know what you're gonna get with Levine. Levine has no help over there. He's got a good yeah, coach a now. a person that can't make the playoffs. <laughs> I know exactly. Can make a three. So where do we stand now? Uh, first team all defense. He's a generational passer, and he can play make. What can Levine do? Score the ball. Score. He can play make. Oh, and and get the tenth seed. He's an oh. he's an average defender. Give give Zach Levine uh, Joel Embiid benefit of the doubt. No, give Gives, him Joel Embiid and see if he's still the no, tenth seed. No, okay, that's you're harping that's on a, that pretty hard right now. All right, all right. I'm just saying. I'm. I would rather take Ben Simmons' skill set than Zach Levine's. Fact check, Grigor here. Josh is right, but it was 2018. Ah, 2018. No Joel Embiid. Do you want to hear? Mm. The, uh, the so one playoff Boston? series to zero playoff appearances. Ben Simmons, Dario Sarge, JJ Redick, Roko, Ben Simmons, and, Amir, and Dario Sarge. I would make. I would bet. I guarantee JJ Mark- Butter had a 30 bomb to help him out. I bet Larry Markinen's 28 game Sarge. one. 28. 28. Game one from uh, JJ Redick. Twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think Levine's a start there. Um, he's had. I think he's had a better season than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is way too hot and cold. You never know what you're going to get from him. You know, in order to lead a team like you're saying, Ben Simmons can. You got to be aggressive. And and I'm not, with I'm Joel, not when just Joel Embiid's out, he dropped forty two against the best record team in the league. Okay, that's called catching a team off guard because they prepared for Joel Embiid. Oh, now Ben Simmons can. Do whatever he wants. He can just dance around. I mean, we've seen that constantly. He's a 6'10 point guard. There's been like two 6'10 point guards ever. Yeah, who's scared of an inch line on, on the court <laughs> called the three-point line. And you can't start for my team Zach if you're Levine a point is guard afraid of something hit. called the playoffs, the eighth seed. No, no, I'm just going to keep it. harping on them. You missed it. He's only scared of two things, God and his father. You must have missed the soundbite <laughs> last week. <laughs> What's yours, I, George? Oh, um honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from what you all said. I would start CP3, bench Levine, and unfortunately cut Simmons as much as I love how he plays and how I want the Sixers to um succeed. I say CP3 because he's the ultimate uh floor raiser of teams. I mean, you look last year with the Thunder. Got them from everyone, 0.2% chance, expecting to make the playoffs. All of a sudden, they're the fifth seed this year with the Suns. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They're the fourth seed right now. And Levine, uh, Josh, I don't know what you're talking out your ass with this, you know, empty stats, this, that. I mean, the dude's improved mightily this year. He's been phenomenal. Chicago looks like they actually might make the play-in. And Simmons, his offense has been probably worse since his rookie year. His defense is still all NBA, but... In a playoff series, I mean, I'm going to need to see him elevate his game from what I haven't seen. All right. Well, I mean, you know, we can talk about Levine elevating his play all he wants, but until I see him in well, the playoffs. Well, I, I just want to say this, and I'm not attacking you or, or Ben Simmons, if you're listening, Ben. If I showed <laughs> you tape from Ben Simmons' rookie year 
and from this year. Could you tell the difference? If I CGI'd, yeah. you know, the beard off. Yes. You could tell. What's yes. one thing he's improved on? I'm sorry, what did you say? I didn't get What's the What's one question. thing that Ben Simmons has improved on since he got into the league? He's not – he's moving without the ball. We didn't see that his rookie year. It was very fast-breaky. It was very – if as soon as they get in the half court, it was like absolutely nothing. Now he's moving without the ball. And I know it's kind of hard because Joel Embiid like practically demand like – they both practically demand the ball. But it feels like Ben Simmons knows how to move and correlate where the ball goes. Like he knows if a shot's going up, he knows exactly where he should be on the court. Whereas his rookie year, it was kind of, oh, if I don't have the ball, if I'm not playmaking, if I'm not running a play, it's kind of like just sit in the corner. Nobody's really thinking about me. I'm not going to say you're an athlete. That didn't make sense. But I do wish there was something more than he learned to cut uh, since he entered the league. But – you know, all I right, digress. All right, all right. We'll good, through that. Good, good segment, boys. And uh, thank you for participating in my start bench. I'm definitely going to try and find some more because that was fun. So on to our next segment, Lehman. Thanks, because... thanks as always, George. Uh, yes, but now we get to the meat and potatoes of our show. Uh, our all-star reserve picks. Uh, so I'll start mm-hmm. with Josh. And we'll work our way to George and we'll go ahead and give, I'll go ahead and give him last. I'll uh, we'll start with the West, Joshua. West. So we know the starters, Curry, Luca, Braun, Leonard, and Jokic, just as a repeater. For my reserves, I have Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell as my two guards. And for the forwards, I have Paul George, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Anthony Davis will unfortunately not be able to partake. So in his place, I have Zion Williamson. And as my two finalist i should say i have the sun's guards in devin booker and chris paul oh well josh we are uh, thinking alike um i have the same two guards uh damian lillard donovan mitchell same forwards paul george rudy gobert anthony davis who was replaced by zion but for my two wild cards i have devin booker and the last one um wow i i can't think of his name you didn't write it down? Darren Fox. No, I couldn't think of his first name. Mm-hmm. I just I just had Fox down. I couldn't think of his first name. Darren Fox. Um, okay. He's he's definitely played a lot better this year. Unfortunately, the Kings record. Well, hold on, George. Let Lehman go, and then we'll, okay, okay, we'll yes. kind of explain. Well, I just want to ask, um, did you guys name an injury replacement for AD yet? Yes. yes we, we both, both said Zion. Okay, well, well, that is my injury replacement as well. See, I'll go ahead and give uh, – I agree with you all. Uh, Mitchell, Dame, PG, Gobert, AD. That should be – you know, pretty locked as far as uh, across mm. the board. Um, and then I swerve. Um, I got CP3, uh, okay. which I know uh, one of you guys I, just had. I Josh, did, you, had, yes. you had Booker and CP3. Um, and then, you know, I had, you know, oh, no, you know, I, oh, not the Rosen, you know I, know, I brought a very good know, case here. I don't know how a man in the sixth seed who's the unquestioned leader of his team leads the Spurs and assists when he's known as a shot shucker. Can't get the love to be an all-star, but that's where we live in. So um, you guys can pick someone to defend. Uh, Should... Only one I have that y'all don't is DeRozan, so I'll All right. kind of take a step, step Josh, back. Josh, you said you're going to debate Lehman about the DeRozan take? Well, I actually have a debate for both of you. I mean, I feel like Devin oh, okay. Booker didn't really have to be defended, but I guess not. I, I mean, my big thing was who's going to replace AD. I kind of had Devin Booker just locked in because him and Donovan Mitchell have just – been phenomenal guards kind of kind of being overshadowed a little bit but I have Zion over DeMar DeRozan and De'Aaron Fox uh it would be kind of hard I would have kind of switched it around but I think Zion has 25 and 7 on less minutes than DeMar higher percentages across the board I think he's more fun to watch 
And I think he's better in every statistic beside assists and minutes. DeMar has more minutes and still can't put up the same amount of points as somebody sharing the ball with Brandon Ingram. I just think he's the staple. But again, uh, as we were talking about, uh, we all have him. And De'Aaron Fox, they are slipping. They've lost. That's exactly. La- they've lost our last eight, I think. Or like I they're two, like two and eight, one and nine. And that was my only knock. Otherwise, it probably would have been Booker and De'Aaron Fox. I feel like Devin Booker will probably get his all-star nod right here. I just think Phoenix has just kind of completely flipped their game, and they've just been so fun to watch from, like, the bubble to now. So I feel like they'll both get it. And I feel like a lot of the credit should go to Chris Paul. Um, I think that's fair. You know, the, the, the bubble was very impressive and Booker definitely led that team. He, he was, you know, run up for MVP, in my opinion, next to Dame for, you know, the Mickey Mouse MVP. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, CP3 came in and he, he, he runs that offense. And Booker, I mean, I, I know Booker's putting up numbers, but it's not crazy numbers. I believe he's averaging 24. I'm going to um, quote you on that. On for what? something later. For something later. I'll quote you on that. That one's going to come quote? back. What was the quote? No, I'm scared. That one's going to come back. I know well, Booker's putting he's up He's not going to tell you. He's not going to tell you. Josh is psychopathic. I know Booker's putting up you. numbers, but... That's it. I'm just yeah, going to quote you on that. that? Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Suns really only you know deserve one because there's a lot of players that deserve it here. And I give that to CP3. And then once that was knocked out, I'd, I don't think the Rosen against Fox is really a case. You know, they're, uh, They are three and seven the last 10. That was that you're looking for. And they've lost seven in a row. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they're definitely slipping. I'm a big Fox guy, too. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a bigger DeRozan guy, and you know he, he can he's reinventing his career here. Like the seven assists gets me, and you're like, oh, it, it doesn't it doesn't just minutes and assists seven assists for DeMar DeRozan. Zion has four, so, but you know, fair point. Uh, George, anything to add here? Uh, no. The thing with the uh Darren Fox that I was tentative on was the record. But I just feel like with the Kings having like a fun youth movement with their backcourt and just the, the way they're playing basketball, I, I felt like maybe he would get a nod in. But then when I looked at the record, I'm like, I don't I don't really know. So I wouldn't be mad if he doesn't get in, but I, I don't I don't think they're gonna pick DeMar. I, I, I don't know if they look <laughs> into the Spurs enough as like fun all-star basketball. I don't know, they probably just see a well-oiled machine that Greg Popovich runs. I mean, fair enough, but I like to reward that kind of basketball. So uh, anything else to add as far as the West guys? On to the East. On to the East, which uh, was the least amount of fun. Uh, I could say this is, this is a headache. This is an absolute yeah, this migraine. Sucked. This sucked. Um, I would be surprised if we have the same list. Uh, I'll go. Let's, uh, let's start with George here. Oh Lord. Josh. Put me on the spot. Okay. Name us the obvious ones that you believe we have. Uh, Harden, Jalen Brown, DeMontis Sabonis, Julius Randle. I think that I think those four you should all have because I know that the first three are very deserving, <laughs> and we all like we're all big Randle fans here. I do have those four. Okay. I Josh Josh is <laughs> laughing like a, like the Joker right now. So right. my last three, Jason Tatum. Zach Levine should be a no-brainer, um, unless Josh is feeling really, really dumb today. And the very last one, which actually gave me anguish, Chris Middleton. Oh, you, we were one off from having the same exact team. We were uh, one off. Oh, if I okay, I'm gonna let you go. Let's see 
if you put way who to, I had way first. to discredit my my opinion there pal but Lehman go ahead since you guys have practically the same list I swapped the Nikola Vucevic for Chris Middleton oh okay, okay. no I, I wasn't ever, I didn't and then yeah actually. just to reiterate I got Harden and Levine not Levine in a wild card spot just as a guard spot because you know, I have him at wild card 28 for what points a game uh Jalen Brown Jason Tatum and then Sabonis and then my wild card spots are Vooch and Julius Randle John. Very solid, Lehman. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. Oh, man. This could be horrible. He's been on so morphine, like, guys, went, so you can... I went with the fun East team here. I don't know why everybody <sighs> thinks DeMontis Sabonis is a fun East player, but uh, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, just to name these similar names. I also have Vucevic as the backup forward for Embiid. And I believe pretty... I named six. Did not put Chris Middleton in there, so I can't okay. really in because Middleton's kind of putting up numbers. <laughs> I went with Bam Adebayo. Oh, oh, no Ben Simmons, huh? That's interesting. I really, I no almost ben went Simmons, Ben Simmons. I was very close. There. I was very close to putting Ben but Simmons better, on there, but after but looking at it, it just... From ben Simmons. I'll throw Ben Simmons in there. That's perfectly you fine. You said Bam this Bam. A... You said Bam Bam. I did say Bam. Because oh, so I so think no, Bam... Sabonis? no Sabonis? No Sabonis. No Sabonis. You're, you're, you're just tickling me Weren't now? Oh, man, I can't this? wait to watch DeMontis Sabonis shoot mid-range jumpers. Weren't you the you one hyping said, him up like two weeks ago? You just said you're – we don't even want the All-Star game to happen. So you're going, well, I want it to be fun. I want well, it to be up and If it's going to happen, it might as well be fun. You might as well make the best of it. I think Sabonis can run up and down the court like like a guard because they're going to have a two-hour halftime, so we can just go full out the half, first half, two-hour break for the non-contest. <laughs> clearly haven't been half. watching the last segments of the Indiana Pacer games where he the looks like a The only thing wrong with Sabonis is he needs a makeover. It, the hair's he, not working, he, but he, everything he else needs is. needs vertical practice. Somebody needs to get him on the weights. <laughs> Leg day. Okay, so, so, let's, so uh, just for everyone out there, uh, we left out uh, some snubs. Trey Young. And I think Jimmy's going to be the biggest snub just because he can't make it now because the games he's missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, come All Star time, he's going to look like a damn All Star for sure. We're yeah. come March, he's going to probably be tearing up triple doubles and stuff. Heater yeah. probably going to be in the play in spot, but he's probably won't get voted in here. Um, so yeah, just to uh, make sure I got this all, we all have Randall, we all have yes. Harden, we all have Levine, we all have Jalen Brown, and we all have Tatum, right? Correct. So, uh, I have Sabonis and Vucevic. Uh, George has Sabonis and Milton. Yep. And you have uh, a brain tumor. Vooch and Bam. I don't understand. I don't understand the slander. Bam's playing Bam's playing a phenomenal thing, like phenomenally. And it's kind of going under the radar because they are 10th now. But, you know, assuming they win a few more games as they've been doing, I mean, I don't see a reason why his – phenomenal play should be awarded his play is obviously more exciting than demontis sabonis 22 12 and 6 from demontis and you're gonna snub that because he doesn't play fun i cannot believe what i'm listening uh, to. I mean, 29 just... and 6 for bam out of bio yeah i mean there's a the points are a little less and the a little three little... three whole points oh a three-pointer sabonis literally besides like malcolm brogdon sabonis is holding together the Pacers from being like play-in level team right now, I, I mean, like they're, that's they're they're like two losses away from being a play-in team. I, so I yeah, and if if they if the Heat are two losses away from it, 
eating dinner with the Detroit Pistons. That's what it, <laughs> so I don't know why we're saying two games this, two games that. I, I just think Bam is a little bit more exciting than Sabonis, and I feel like they might credit him. What's a Bam going to do, throw a no-look behind-the-head pass or something? Like, is that well, what Bam you want? Bam can dunk, George. Bam can dunk. I don't know if Sabonis can. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so exciting, a dunk. We're not. It's not like we're going to have dunks at halftime. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> He's got a point. He's good. What do you want to watch at the All-Star game then, George? The skills comp. <laughs> I want to see the big man rise up. That's why I want Sabonis. Well, they're both big men, so you kind of lose in that. But equation. he's white. He's white. I'm white. <laughs> I also said, speaking of big men, we give Chris Bosch the COVID vaccine, and we get the shooting stars comp going again. That's what I think we should do. I, no, I no also Steve like to say that Gordon Hayward, Jeremy Grant, and you said Trey Young, I feel like those three, and Jimmy Butler, I feel like those three or four should be big snubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, fun fact, I read an article by uh, Hollinger. 77 players uh, this year have what it takes. If you just look at stats to make the all-star team, like Harrison Barnes has the stats that you can argue, like he, he can make an all-star yeah, team. Yeah, but I'm I'm the lunatic for thinking Bam should make it over Sabonis. I'm okay. really glad. You really, I, I thought Sabonis was a lock, you silly goose. I, so, uh, Josh, when I texted you that I didn't have Middleton in, Tobias Harris was at the last slot. And if I had Toby, I think you would have had a brain aneurysm. I, I definitely would have lifted up above you uh, for the Tobias Harris thing. Holy moly. Tobias Harris is nowhere, nowhere near. <laughs> is the stats, maybe. He's part of the 77%. Yeah, check back next year. Maybe maybe Ben Simmons will be the second all-star for the Sixers. Or maybe he'll be the same exact player he is Maybe this he'll year. win rookie you of the year. Might start. You never he know. might be holding a championship ring next year. What is he hanging out at James Harden's house? <laughs> is he doing a Foot Locker commercial with LeBron James? Who knows? Hey, I don't know. Ben Simmons James. or James Harden wins a ring. I feel like as a player opinionator, I win. Zach Levine wins a ring. I win. Apparently, this is where we're standing. You and now. Costa, congratulations! <laughs> or Russell Westbrook. Welcome to the crowd. <laughs> um, well, that was very fun. Uh, All Star reserves. Um, I found myself agreeing with George a little more, so I'm probably gonna go take two aspirins and knock out. <laughs> Uh, but before then, uh, we got we're a heist. Ahead. Shout out, Cole. Um, mine, I'll just go ahead. Uh, Mavs Celtics, you know, Luca versus the Celtics. Uh, seems like every game they play, uh, Mavs need a win. Every game that they play, Celtics need a win. Uh, this should be a good one. Uh, I'll go to Josh. What's your look ahead? Uh, Philly Toronto, Tuesday, 4 30. It's a rematch. We'll see Revenge how much season. energy. And uh, I guess I'll say mine last. We have the Blazers at Suns on Monday, the 22nd. And I chose this one because of uh, standings. They're uh, four and five right now. So that could be a potential first round matchup preview. Good stuff. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Uh, thanks for watching or listening. If you like it, sure, remember to follow us at THUbers on Instagram and Twitter and say what's up. I guarantee you'll get a response that George has never caught lacking without his phone. Uh, besides that, thanks for being an OG and uh, take care, y'all.